Hey listeners, you're tuning in to a podcast about kids in the hall that easily veers off into mature subject matter and includes a whole heck of a lot of swearing. Enjoy the show, eh? Welcome to Kith and Tell, the podcast that celebrates and venerates 30 Helens Agree. And while we're at it, also talks about every other Kids in the Hall sketch. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I am Han Seidemann, sometimes known as Ms. Tsunami from Prince Rupert, BC, and I'll be hosting today's episode where we cover Season 1, Episode 11, which originally aired on January 16th, 1990. I am joined today by our wonderful co-hosts, Kalina McCortoff in London, England. Hello, Kalina! Salutations! And joining me from Vancouver, British Columbia, we have Trevor Record and Stuart Derricotic. Howdy, boys. <laughs> For the audience at home, I wrote into our episode outline today that the two of them would scream in pain uh, as their introduction. That I'm glad they did that separately. That really I, It came from a real I, place for me. I should not have done that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. My ears right now. Uh, so now that we've all put our outdoor shoes and our lunch boxes in our cubby holes, let's run oh. through this episode's mm. sketches. Oh, so many memories. So, so many memories. Today we have Dawn of the Dead, in which dead lemming people chase living lemming people, creating much fear and suspense. We have Attila, the gay German lover, where a bad man can turn a good man straight. We then have 30 Helens Agree, where our favorite cast members return to make the case for coleslaw. (laughs) Get that mayo in there. Um, We have a fire at a business meeting where we visit, for the first time officially, the offices of AT and Love, where a business meeting is really heating up. We then have the gunfighter in which Dave continues to struggle in his second career as a gunfighter. Following that, we've got star-crossed lovers. You know, Bruce had a relationship once, and it was just like Romeo and Juliet, except for every detail. (laughs) Uh, Then we get, blessedly, more Helens. Uh, This time, they agree about Hawaii's decline. And finally, barbershop stories, wherein all the kids are enraptured by Mark's captivating storytelling. (laughs) So for our first segment today, I wanted to start off the show uh, with a little bit I'm going to call This Made Me Feel Weird. Um, and uh, the, the sketch I'm talking about in this bit is uh, the Attila the Gay German Lover sketch. Mm. So one of the things that the kids did more than any other show I'm aware of was to kind of poke issues, uh, poke at issues or themes that were really untouchable for anyone else. And sometimes that worked and sometimes it didn't. And a lot of time it sort of fell into this weird in-between space. Uh, this sketch has, in my opinion, at least a lot going on in it. Um, so I think it's a good example of that whole, this made me feel weird genre of sketch. So to sum it up, uh, there's a portrayal of a fight between gay lovers, which ahead of its time, which then escalates into violence comedically. Does this hold up? Uh, which causes Scott to have a dream in which he reconsiders the whole being gay thing, which awkward premise, uh, issues of, Uh, sexuality being a choice. Uh. (laughs) Then, uh, after being exposed to a lot of scantily clad women, nudity on a public broadcaster, tits on (laughs) CBC. (laughs) I do Uh, wonder whether that was actually censored out. (laughs) I I think maybe because they were not live boobs, it was okay. It was a Monty Python thing. I don't don't know. know. 
But the sketch then continues with uh, Scott waking up to his lover doing all of the classic abusive partner conciliations, which I don't know, is that forward thinking? Is it flippant? Mm. Uh, With the two of them eventually making up. So uh, the sketch was quite a ride. Uh, Was anyone else weirded out by it as much as I was? Did this land for you all? Did it crash or did it just sort of slide into the hot tub like an overweight and elderly Greek man wearing too many chains. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just slathered in mayonnaise. Slathered in mayonnaise. Let's, uh, let's start off with Kalina. What was your take? I mean, it, yeah, it did not make me laugh, but it was, I, I struggled to use this word, but appropriately weird. I mean, it touched on what I think uh, many straight people then and maybe now wonder, which is, can a guy be turned straight? And poking fun at that notion made it work, but it didn't necessarily make it funny. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Stu, what do you think? I was really at odds with this one because I didn't really get the central premise. Like you said, like it's kind of all over the place. So I'm not sure if it's a joke about the idea of sexuality being a lifestyle that it's like, oh yeah, you can turn straight. I'm not sure if it's a commentary on... Uh, like, the inherent violence of men. And I was just like, oh, yeah, you're just going to get punched in the face if you like men. That's the thing that's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Because um, when he has <laughs> yeah. the fantasy about Bruce McCullough's character as the woman he stood... Oh, I see. It wasn't you who stood me up, but all gay men. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of a good moment. And then she eventually becomes a lesbian because men are so terrible. Mm. Like, But then the... like, And then the end, they jump into bed to have sex... And I can't tell if that's a comment, like a comment on, well, you have to placate him because he's violent. Yeah. Like, mm. it's just, it was, I don't get the statement. And I think it was really funny. There was a couple things I did want to point out that I thought were really interesting and different about it, which was, I thought that uh, Scott and Mark had some like really cute chemistry in some ways. Like, I thought that I, I liked their kind of banter and it was kind of sweet. And apparently they wrote together quite a lot and mm. they liked to hang out and smoke weed. And so they were actually were quite close. Mm. Um, Scott talks about that in one of one of the commentaries. Um, I also kind of thought that the dream sequence of the women was almost a poke at hetero culture. That like how over the top fan service can be <laughs> to be like, well, men aren't just going to be attracted to women. They have to see like a smorgasbord all the time in this bizarre dream, like Lebowski flying sequence. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. I think the there are some good moments in there um, that I that I thought were really kind of transgressive or interesting or awesome at the time. You know, like anytime anytime Scott is prancing around in his underwear on like subsidized national television is <laughs> like is like a small act of rebellion for that time. I feel like, um, uh, but uh, and there were some really nice kind of tender moments. But then violence i don't know uh trevor what's your what's your take yeah i mean this isn't the only kids in the hall uh material that's based on family trauma and even violent domestic abuse um so they it's something they don't seem to shy away from um this one does seem to be like a, you know like they're they're towing a lot of lines um so i'm kind of okay with it actually um i i you know it definitely could come out in a, in a different way where they seem like they're overly moralizing. Um, I think he's trying to find some humor in a situation that maybe he was going through in his real life, too. I'm, I'm not too sure, you know? 
could be. I mean, I, I think too, Stu, you made a point which I think is interesting, which is that um, you know when he when he ends up meeting his girl that he stood up at prom and and she has also abandoned men. Like one <laughs> of the one of the potential points of this sketch is just to say men are garbage, which is a premise that really does hold up well now. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so I thought that was an interesting take too, but. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think we've we've talked enough about uh, Attila, his uh, his violent tendencies, and uh, their uh, the nature of their their relationship. So let's move on to uh, a bit of a more lighthearted bit where we talk about our best and worst kids for the episode. Um, Stu, why don't you start us off with this one? Best kid, uh, I I've said this a couple times, and I'm I'm realizing as the series unfolds that I really like Mark's acting, and I thought that. Uh, the shitty Night of the Living Dead cold open was really funny. Um, I really, I really You're just so wrong. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I, I thought that one was really funny. And then Mark McKinney also gets the Clem tells stories at the end, which mm-hmm. is a big, another, like he gets the commit to a character the whole time. I think it actually quite works. Uh, so... It's a bit of a tough one for me, but I, I would probably go for Mark again. And my worst is, oh, it's Dave Foley. It's Dave Foley <laughs> in this one. I have, I have in my notes, uh, in my hate about 30 Helens, which one of my beloved Kith babies is responsible for this travesty about 30 Helens? It was probably Dave Foley. <laughs> Fuck Dave Foley. <laughs> and then his Western monologue about how life is dark and sad and meaningless. And even though I love that, and that's where I am, I'm just like, nah. You're abusing the formula. Mm. There's a much better monologue just after this, which is Bruce McCullough in love. Mm. And it's the fact that they're back to back, I think highlights mm. that the, the like lack of commitment in some of Dave's bits. What? Fair point. Oh, Fair point. Trevor, where, who, uh, who wins the honors? Well, it's week? funny. I actually kind of liked the gunslinger bit and it was short and sweet and yeah? didn't like the, uh, Romeo and Juliet one. Cause I just thought it dragged on too long. Um, yeah. so I think Bruce actually gets worst kid this episode for me. Although I will say that he is good in the, uh, yokel boys listening to Clem story. Uh, at the end. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> lots no, of people. Yeah, so I've seen him. was a, if any, proto Gavin. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was, if, if anything's a proto Gavin, that was. <laughs> yeah. <it's> a, <laughs> well, it's a good moment in that sketch too, where like at the very end, he's suddenly in the barber's chair and he tries to tell a story, and it's just bad, <laughs> and everyone's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's one thing <laughs> I know about Clem, he's gonna Give need another haircut. haircut one of these days. The thing is, like, I really want. I was like really wanting to know how long that haircut actually went on. Was it hours? Was it days? Was it weeks? <laughs> Don't even know. That, that whole dynamic was so surreal, too. I loved that, and just like the absolute disdain for Bruce McCullough at the end when he tries, and they're all just like. Lots of thing. people have Balam heads. <laughs> I see. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> um, and on the flip side of Bruce being the worst, I think Mark wins by default, as he always does in cases <laughs> when there's a lack of clear winner. So he always wins as long as he doesn't pretend to be a man of another race and do a really racist <laughs> character of a samurai. <laughs> A truer thing has not been said. We should have that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Mark always wins. <laughs> Guys, we should really not. make t-shirts. We really should. Mayonnaise Kalina, man is a clear. Kalina, who gets your, your honors this this episode? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with Bruce on this one. Like, I don't know. The yeah, Proto Gavin fine, but it was just 
I don't know. It was just a bit too over the top for me and the Romeo and Juliet. And I know this is like best and worst kid, but you know, it just kind of bundled in with worst sketch for me this time. Uh, so yeah, sorry, Bruce. Um, I wasn't really blown away by anyone uh, besides the Helens, obviously, because, you know, Coleslaw does deserve another chance. Um, but but for, some, for some reason, I really did enjoy Scott and Kevin as lazy zombies. And also just like how, how like daintily Scott was carrying that like bungled stop sign. It was great. The best thing about that sketch was how often they threw shoes. They have an inexhaustible supply of shoes. I loved it. I actually, when I think about it, that was another good example of good scene partners. Kevin and Scott worked well together and Dave and Mark worked well together. Well, because I'm hosting, I get to have the final say on this point. So that's that's a small blessing, considering all you ding dongs got it all wrong. Um, you know, obviously, the best character on this episode is the Helens. You know, as they always are. Oh, I'm so. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I joke. I joke. Um, actually, um, I will. I will uh, take them off their their high high pedestal, and we'll say that actually. In some senses, I think the Helens were the worst character this episode. What? Not for Coleslaw, because Coleslaw was great, but Hawaii mm. was actually admittedly not one of their strongest outings. Oh, I, see, I thought that was hilarious because that's a Canadian, that's a snowbird joke. It is a snowbird joke, and uh, I think it, that it was just it great. Didn't so I'm gonna, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll come off my perch and I'll give the Helens, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll deign to give them the worst character this episode. You've gone just, off uh, the mayo, man. Just to, <laughs> just to take, I actually, in my notes for the first thirty Helens Coleslaw bit i said coleslaw does deserve another chance get that mayonnaise in there <laughs> uh, in big bold letters uh so anyways i'll give i'll i'll, uh, I'll knock the, the helens off their perch and i think the strongest kid uh, yeah i'm with you on this one trevor uh uh or Stu. whoever one said mark uh mark wins by default mark but always Clem wins by default was, his clem character was just so so funny so uh so so mark wins it for me as well Moving right along, uh, let's get into our favorite quotes from this episode. Uh, Trevor, who uh, who or what stood out for you in this one? So there was a very short and sweet David thing where he's just a gunslinger again for some reason. And he says, I once shot a man to watch him die. Then I got distracted and missed it. And I kind of like that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was not a, not a bad line. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalina, how about you? There was This was a really, like, quote, weak episode you know what i mean like they're just like Mm. i besides helen's just saying their helen jokes like there was there was nothing i mean i mean of course coleslaw what used to be a staple of a meal and now it just sits there but um yeah i mean this is the first time I i can't honestly pull one out and say there was a standout quote wow wow really let me down there kalina all right Mm. Stu, what have you got (laughs) Okay, save so this. Save this. We need to. We need to uh, set something straight. Which is, coleslaw was always good. You were just making it wrong. Mm. Uh, I agree with Kalina. It wasn't a great lion episode, but there were a couple of great moments, which I'm going to I count as lines. I really liked the Night of the Living Dead one. We're safe, but for how long? <laughs> like it was the only line in that skit other than the humming zombies and like that's just i i love dave's like kind of actual commitment to the scared female trope in his arms for how long loved it um and i really also liked the moment in the barbershop skit in which 
he tells this long rambling story and he's like, I remember the day that old three thumb Jake here told me this story because that was the day he gave me this here used coffee coupon and just like produces <laughs> this piece of garbage. Out of nowhere. <laughs> it was a good moment. Um, I, it's funny. I, you know, it wasn't uh, quote laden as some other episodes, but there were some really good bits in here. I'm surprised you guys didn't pull them out. I um you know, one of the ones that I liked was from the AT and Love sketch where Kevin says, Now how about the rest of you? The presentation or just waiting for death? Remember, gentlemen, this is an office for businessmen, not a large toaster for cowards. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a good line. That's a good line. But um and there was some good ones. There was a lot of good ones I thought in the barbershop uh mm-hmm. sketch. Um one of my favorites was was Clem is leaving and he looks over at Scott and says, You mind your drooling now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> Which was nice. But actually, I think my favorite ske- uh, quote from the episode was um, was from a sketch that I didn't actually care for all that much, but it was a line that really connected with me, which was from uh, the Star-Crossed Lovers monologue by Bruce, where towards the end he says, Instead of me gulping poison, one day I'd see her in a movie lineup with a guy who looked like a keyboard player, and that would be my slow death. Oh. <laughs> which is just I relate so hard to that line I just I, I feel that line in my bones in some ways so, am I right in so thinking that like if you saw me. someone who looked like a keyboard player he would definitely have a ponytail oh, oh definitely. yeah okay. and it, that's and, why it cuts so deep mm. I mean it would it would look somewhat like Mark's Darrell character I feel yes like. yes that was exactly what I was yeah. picturing in my mind I love yeah. that we both conjured the same image <laughs> mm. uh, and if I saw an ex with Darrell I would I would definitely die. Mm. I would die a, <laughs> a slow, slow and painful slow death. death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to, to Trevor because you were right. That that David line was really good. The gunslinger line. Mm. Especially the, uh, oh, my friends tried to describe it to me, but it just isn't the same. Mm. <laughs> as I, I, as I true back. then as it was in 1990 before <laughs> everyone had videos on their phones. Yes. <laughs> Well, speaking of that sketch, which was garbage, let's talk about stand-up <laughs> sketches. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's talk about what he, all of us thought was our, st- our stand-up from the episode. For me, it's a toss-up between uh, Attila the Gay German Lover and uh, Barbershop Stories. Um, but in the end, I, I'll give it to Barbershop Stories. I think it edges it out. Um, Scott's feral yokel boy alone could have stolen this victory <laughs> in most episodes. Um and that that mark line at the end of you mind your drooling now just totally <laughs> sealed it for me. Uh, Kalina, which one wins it for you? I mean, yeah, again, mostly mediocre sketches for me, but fire at a business meeting, like not any sort of zinger quotes, but just, again, this really great like businessman trope uh, where they will, you know, they're continuing a meeting uh, business presentation despite the fact that the you know, the building is on fire. It's just it's just the sad 90s equivalent of the crew going down with the Titanic. Um, <laughs> so that's four out of five for me on that one. Fair enough, fair enough. Stu, how, uh, how did you sort them out this week? Um, there was, it's a tight race between Night of the Living Dead and The Barbershop for me. Mm. Um, the bar- I think it's going to be Night of the Living Dead for the reason that Barbershop is more cute and unfathomable rather than funny mm. I, I have in my notes that it's like watching a specific festival in a town you're not from it's like <laughs> it's genuine yes. and charming but it's just foreign enough to be like a little bit upsetting <laughs> uh, so I think for me it's gonna be Night of the Living Dead because I thought it was just kind of a, a dumb premise that paid off and I love when they work 
Like, them trying to get around the chair made me laugh, and the punchline at the end, mm. and the constant shoe throwing, was, which I didn't notice the first time I watched. I think Hans pointed it out to me a couple episodes back. But it's just like Dave just keeps getting high heels and getting them stuck in things. <laughs> and his like really non-committal like eh noises of getting like stuck in the mud. Like, eh, eh. Just ah, I thought it was great. It was one of those things where it's just like the payoff for the put-in was so high that I loved the ratio. It made me really happy. <sighs> All right. Uh, Trevor, what, uh, what won it for you? Well, I'm first going to say that Helen's lost it for me this episode. I thought this was particularly yes. bad, Helen's. Uh, but Hawaii just, is I'll, getting too commercial. Hawaii <laughs> sucks. It used to be cooler. I was like, Forever, okay, fine, Helen's. I could, uh, I'll give that like two out of five. Uh, and my favorite is the barbershop. And it's funny because I think you guys were really saying it, it's not actually like his stories are particularly funny. They're just kind of weird. And it's the way that the other characters are reacting to him. That's funny where it's like, Bruce is like, I've seen that catfish. It's at the mayor's office. (laughs) (laughs) His sideburns aren't even even. Three and a half, three and a half. You know, that's my specialty. (laughs) (laughs) And I will definitely give this a three and a half. That sketch is that every character is like like filling a bit of a, a niche in that mm-hmm. and they all they all have a role to play and and they all work together to make that sketch work that's mm-hmm. that's my favorite thing about it mm-hmm. oh yeah all the kids all the kids are in that episode i didn't realize that every mm-hmm. single one of them yes, that's, that's one right. of the really few ones too where kevin mcdonald plays the villain Bill- oh, villain yeah i mean he like he shuts down the storytelling that's true you guys, guys that's like, just because he's done the haircut <laughs> come on yeah, Kevin as a rare straight man appearance in that one, mm-hmm. actually, yeah. Hmm. So that does it for our review of Season 1, Episode 11. Be sure to listen in again next week, where we'll be introduced to the kindliest, gentlest, most considerate man-killing shark, the Seven Seas. <laughs> so long! Bye! <laughs> 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 you guys are such garbage. <laughs> 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 <laughs>